what if your father not being in your life was the greatest gift he could ever give to you? If you have breath, you have a choice. Hey folks, my name is Traver Bohm. I'm the founder of the Uncivilized Movement, author of the books, Man Uncivilized and Today I Rise, and the founder of the Uncivilized Podcast, which you are listening to. Today I'm talking to Josh Trent. And when I was first introduced to Josh Trent, I'm gonna be honest here, Josh, if you're listening to this, I apologize again. I thought he was just a breathwork guy. That and like maybe a little bit of a fitness guy. But man, does this conversation run deep. Uh, We get into all kinds of facets on men's work, on masculinity, on fatherhood, on healing, on death and rebirth. Like this is a mind blower. I walked out of this conversation just going, holy shit, I need to listen to that again. Um, And we talk about breath work. We talk about the power of breath and what's available through breath work. So if you're interested in breath work, please continue. If you want to hear about 50 other things that are profound that really don't have much to do with breath work, also continue. Uh, Again, this is a really, really interesting guy. He's been through a lot. He's been in the men's movement, runs men's groups, but really his niche, the thing that, that like pulled him out of rock bottom was learning breathwork and then developing his own system for breathwork. So please take a note, grab a seat, get some kombucha. And if you, if you like this episode, which I know you will, please do me a favor, continue to share these, can share it with just one person, or if you would do me a super duper huge favor, and I love you forever, please go to Spotify, iTunes, wherever you're listening to this and leave us a review. Even if it's not a five-star review, like 4.9 works for us here at Old uncivilized HQ. All right, without further ado, here's Josh Trent. Josh Trent, welcome to the Uncivilized Podcast, brother. I Traver, you coming on. Thank you for having me, dude. Yeah. It's, I'm so excited for this space. Thank you. Where, where in the world are you? I'm in Austin, but uh, I don't know the exact coordinates. I'm a soul in a meat suit, making sense of life. I love it. Are you from Austin? It seems like in the last couple of years, everyone's moved to Austin. There's an exodus to Austin because there's a supreme entrepreneurial energy here, like a creative mm-hmm. energy. But yeah. I was born and raised California, Southern Cal, San Diego, 40 years of my life. Gotcha. We moved out to Austin when we had our son, when we got pregnant with our son. And yeah, it's been a journey. Yeah. How, how, what's the difference between living by the beach and living in Texas? Well, the number one thing is the weather. So what I sacrificed for creative energy and entrepreneurial spirit and community yeah. Yeah. Um, I got all that, but what I lost was salt water, cool temperatures, and just a, a longing to be outdoors. Mm. It's very, very challenging to be outdoors when it's over a hundred degrees for three months, four months straight. <laughs> I, I spent like 10 years in LA. And actually when I left LA told people, it's really nice that it's not 78 today. Yeah. Like, I just need some little bit of degree, but, but sure. I feel yeah. Yes. Josh, for people who may not know what you do in the world, I, I'm not going to ask the American, like, what do you do? But yeah. I get what, what lights you up? What inspires you? What are you bringing forth into the world right now? So I'm the host of the Wellness Wisdom Podcast. This is a show where we talk about the aspects of how we can live the best life possible, or I call it a life of well-being. And on that show, we cover the five sides of the Pentagon that I teach in all my programs and all my speaking. And that is mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, and financial wellness. So we all live in a house, right? Like your body, my body, it's a house. It's, it's a beautiful Pentagon if we integrate all of these things. And so we talk about that on Wellness Wisdom. That's been 500 episodes in seven years wow. now, which has been incredible. 
And then that's in my company, Wellness Force Media. We also have a, a site that you and I were chatting about called Civilized Caveman, where, you know, keto and, and diet and recipes and nutrition and really for those people that are a little bit late bloomers that are just starting their journey in health and wellness. So those are my two, I guess you could say assets or uh, mm. delivery vehicles in the world. But at the core, man, I am a father. I'm a man who's hungry for growth. I'm a man who's doing his best to hold it all, to figure it all out, to rise to the demands of the modern woman, the modern world, mm. and all the responsibilities that we as modern men are rising to. But I'll tell you, it is fucking challenging. It is fucking challenging and we need a greater capacity within ourselves. And that's really at the core, I guess you could say my deepest edge right now, right? So I told you who I was in business, yeah. but on a personal level, I'm a father, I'm a man, I'm a soul, I'm curious, yeah. I'm an entrepreneur. And so all of that requires a lot of maintenance, a lot yeah. of upkeep. Yeah. And I think especially since the blueprint changed, that it's not just, well, what do we need from you? We need a paycheck and we need you to not be abusive. And like that, those were the mail. <laughs> that was the old school mail. It's the, the old model, which, which fortunately got thrown out the window. Yeah. I would love to know just, and this is, we're going to weave and wander here. And, and just to give you some insight, I often get to the question I really want to ask by fumbling through three in the process. Me too. But I'm curious, what are you seeing right now around specifically, let's say men, with health and fitness, and I'm asking this because it seemed like pre-pandemic, yes, men had some challenges, but guys were into it. Guys were into fitness. CrossFit was growing. All these gyms were growing. Keto was a thing. Guys knew about it. And I'm curious if, I know the average American put on 30 pounds in the last two years. Do you feel that there's a return to fitness and a return to diet? Or is there a fuck it, I don't even care anymore feeling around it? I think those exist in both tandem. I think that what the pandemic showed us was that that life is a theater and we're all a cast of characters and we're choosing the roles that we play. That's mm. a very intellectual answer. Sure. But at the heart of it all, we are literally being forced right now as men to choose what are the virtues that we actually care about? What are the values that we actually want to fulfill? Mm. And just like any organism, we are a, a human being. We're in a meat suit. You're Traver. I'm Josh. We're a soul inhabiting a physical space. Yeah. You, you take an organism and you put pressure on that organism, wherever its cracks are, its deepest cracks, it's going to fissure at those points. And so I think you and I are seeing maybe with ourselves and also just men as a collective, wherever we are called to grow stronger, wherever we are called to, I guess you could say, plug the cracks or clean up the cracks, it is going to happen right now because when financial stress occurs, when collective stress occurs, when news media ramps up, when the amygdala is hijacked, when all this crazy shit is happening, wherever we are the most weak or the most cracked, that's actually a beautiful thing, man. I don't think it's a negative. That, that's where the light is going to be able to pour in. It's going to illuminate the cracks for us. And so it may not feel like it in the moment because in the moment when your woman is upset or when the bills are due or when responsibility is stacking, the yeah. last thing that I want to hear, I don't know about you, is, oh, this is actually a beautiful calling for, for strength. <laughs> this crack, this crack that's being exposed is a beautiful calling for strength. So to circle back on your question, yeah. do I think that there's a conversation about fitness and nutrition or are some people saying, fuck it? I yeah. think it's a lens to the degree that they're going to be able to see either side of choice mm. by their own process trauma, yeah. by their own exploration of their purpose. Mm. And really, if a man feels like he's fucking on fire or not, 
when a man is on purpose, when a man is on point, and, and of course there's a lot of things we can discuss there, he's going to be able to move forward in life at a certain cadence and pace and confidence yeah. where the outside stressors just simply won't affect him enough to right. get him off of that course, that, that focused course. Hmm. Beautiful answer. Josh, how much engagement have you had in the, the masculine world, men's world, men's work, et cetera? Because when, when I first looked into you, it was more of, and I'm, and I'm to hope this doesn't sound minimizing, like this is a breathwork guy, this is a fitness guy, this is a wellness guy, yet you're, you're, you're spouting a lot of the men's conversations. So just curious, uh, is that something you've been interested in and dove into? We all do this. It's not just you, Traver. It's me too. We all create heuristics in our brain. A heuristic is a shortcut. So I look at you and I'm like, oh yeah, it's the uncivilized guy. That's not who you are. That, right. That's just the lens as to how people experience you. So people might experience me as like the breathwork guy or the wellness guy or the fitness guy. But I'll tell you, like at the core of me, really what I am in my curiosity and my service to the world I am doing my very best to be as honest as I can about what I find to be true when it comes to well-being, what I find to be true when it comes to wellness. And I'm here, I, my soul chose to be a man in this lifetime, which I'm so stoked because thank God I'm not a woman. It's no knock on women. I just really enjoy being a man and I love women. I love yeah. many aspects of women. Sure. And so this men's work for me started in 2014, 20, 2014 with a guy named Johnny Blackburn out of Encinitas. Mm. And he actually trained with John Wineland and their studies were obviously with David Data. Sure. And so I've, I've been in and I've led men's groups for the past, uh, gosh, seven years now, seven, eight years. We're wow. in 2022. Okay. And actually I lead a men's group out here with the evolving uh, men's collective chapter in Austin. And we have our next round coming up. So these conversations are always front and center for me. It's not something like I don't make money through men's work. I just yeah. am deeply called to be in it and experience it and help lead it. Oh, beautiful, man. We, we need it now more than ever. And ever. I think also we need the bare, but like I, I was in the fitness world for a number of years and we kind of made a hard stop of like, I'm sick of teaching kettlebell swings. I'm sick of talking about diet. I'm going to come over here and work in this arena. Yeah. but yet continually get pulled back because it's the basics. You get a guy that's like, Hey, I want to do high level men's work. And I'm like, cool. You, you eat like shit. You can't walk up a flight of stairs without, you know, gasping for air. And you're probably going to have a heart attack in three years. No one cares how many times you've read way of the superior man. If you're lying in a hospital bed, you know, with stints in your heart. So do you use, or do you find that you have ways to interweave this or do you even do that in the men's community? When you say this, it's a great question, but I yeah. want to get clear. When you say this, what do you mean by this? Breath work, nutrition, keto, yeah. fitness. Yeah, I'm, I actually don't. Keto doesn't work for me. And this is like, you know, I'll, I'll give this example for those of us that are here on YouTube, right? I have a thumb. My thumb has a print on it, just like yours. There is no human being in the world that has an identical thumbprint to me. And it's the same thing with our, our biochemistry, with our unique bio individuality. Mm -hmm. So keto actually doesn't work for me. I'm an APOE 3-4, which means I have a 3-4 allele. So for someone like myself, I can't eat a lot of saturated fat. It messes me up. It, my mm -hmm. blood work goes haywire. Yeah. Um, so I actually tend to be more like a Mediterranean diet. That's, that's what's best for me. But the key, man, that I'm, that I'm pointing to is I've actually done the work to unpack what works for me instead of following a dogma, what mm -hmm. works for me instead of just 
and this goes for diet nutrition. It also goes for men's work. If all I ever do is lean on data's work, help, even though it's the most powerful work out there, right. then I'm actually just following a dogmatic approach. Right. If I tend to just only regurgitate one of my mentors and friends, Paul Check, mm -hmm. if I only regurgitate his stuff, then I'm not living my own life. I'm not living my own dharma. Right. So the answer is yes. I, I integrate breath work. I integrate my 10 years. I was 10 years a personal trainer. So I was in and out of gyms for a long time. And so I, I take everything from my past and I, and I integrate it into the now. And I would say the, be the best learning curve for me and all of us is how do I take everything I've learned all the information, all the knowledge, and how do I actually bring that wisdom to the world without my wisdom being clouded by my wounding? Ooh, and that's a really big one. Yeah, say really, two or three more sentences if you would. Well, to be human is to be wounded. Sure. So it's not a shame. I mean, a, a lot of brothers in the world are extremely wounded. Women too, but we're speaking with men right now. Yeah. We are all wounded. To be human is to be traumatized. That's part of the evolution of our soul. That's part of why God, higher intelligence brought us here. That's, that's the agreement we signed. So I came to this world. I knew that I was going to experience trauma. It could be big T, little T. Mm -hmm. And so when I become aware, when I wake up, when I take out the spine like Neo did in the matrix from my neck and I get out of the jello mold and get flushed down the toilet and I figure out like, whoa, this is actually totally different than I thought. I start to see that these events that happened actually truly happened for me. Mm. Otherwise they wouldn't have happened. And it's not just some uh, like woo woo template that I put on events because events truly are neutral and I make meaning from them. There's a lot of context here obviously to explore, but the, the reason I'm saying that is because a lot of us are wounded and we just don't know it because mm. especially as men, we have mashed it so deep with alcohol and porn and sex and shopping and working that by the time it comes, to us actually wanting to grow in a certain way, you know, what's going to block us is our wounding. And then we, we want to be, be able to share our wisdom. We won't be able to be an entrepreneur or to be the best man, father, husband we possibly can be. And, yeah. and we must explore the wounding so it doesn't cloud our wisdom. Yeah. I really appreciate you saying that too, because I have a lot of guys who are guys coming to my certain, my world who are beating the shit out of themselves because they were a personal trainer for 10 years and now they want to do creative writing. And they're like, oh, I, I wasted those 10 years. No way. So no, 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 no. I had like seven different full careers before uh, amalgamizing them into one. So I, I used to be an automotive technician for Mercedes Benz. <laughs> so like, awesome. <laughs> I mean, everything you do, is, it helps you. I guarantee you, too. So for guys listening to this, there's some way you use stuff that you learned in that experience today, like literally today with your business today, I guarantee it. Yeah. You know what it is when you're, I was, I was 20 years old from 20 to 24. I was a technician. I remembered it was the first time in my life I had been presented with, you have to get this done and you have to find the solution. Mm. There was, I could read books. I could ask my coworkers, but when it came right down to it, right. I had to be so hungry and curious to find out what was going on with this car. What was broken? Right. How do I fix it? How do I test it? I had to get the answer mm. and that's exactly what I do as a podcast host and a coach. I right. get the answer. Right. So I, it, it's all, it's all for us, dude. It really is. Yeah. I, I, guys listen to hear that, like rewind that part and hear it again. If you're like, wait a minute, this guy was an auto tech and now he's doing that. Yes. And the two do go together. No doubt.
Josh, can you can we transition into how did breathwork come into your life? How did you find it? And then what was sort of the path you took with it? When I there's a there's a quick story I'll share that is like the pre-frame for how breath came to me. And in 2014, at the end of 2014, I left a relationship that I thought I was going to be married to. I thought she was the one. She wasn't the one. I put my mom in a mental home. She struggled with manic bipolar and I was fired from a quote, safe job all in the span of six months. Yep. So it was like health, wealth relationships. Everything was on fire. I mean, the, the, the fucking wheels flew off the wagon. The wagon was like sparking down the highway with no <laughs> wheels on it. I mean, it was like, that's how I felt on the inside. Yep. And I'll never forget. I was in La Costa renting a room from a buddy with my shit in bags and a suitcase. I still have a, a photograph of it. Because when I, when I was there, I took a photo and I was like, I fucking know that things will be so different. And I know this isn't my jail sentence. Mm -hmm. And so I took a photo of this shitty ass room with all my stuff on the floor and bags, because I knew I was like, I'm the only way out of here is up. The, mm -hmm. the only way out of this situation is when I go up the mountain. Mm -hmm. And I, that was the first time I really actually felt the pain and the anguish and the sadness and the shit that I really felt inside. It's the first time I allowed myself to really feel it that night. Yeah. I cried and it's the first time I've really had a unique conversation with God. Oh, and I wow. said, God, I, if my life is supposed to be like this, I don't want to live. Mm. I don't want to be here. I don't want to, I don't want to live someone else's dream. I don't want to be in this stress and craziness anymore. Mm. You know, like, please show me the way, just mm. show me the way. And little breadcrumbs started to happen after that, where I launched the podcast and I've met this coach and, it was just like the same thing as being a technician, you know, just one door leads to the next and slowly you find your way. And one of those things I found was breath mm. because with my childhood and with a lot of stuff that had happened for me, I didn't have a way to regulate besides food and drugs. Okay. And so I, I wasn't able to regulate my nervous system. And I think my soul directed me towards the breath. I went to a, a event called unbeatable mind with Mark oh, yeah. divine yeah. in, um, in La Costa. Interesting. I just made that connection. It was literally in the same city that I did my first breathwork practice with Mark Devine. That was the same place I had the, the first conversation with God. I've never actually made that connection until right now. Wow. And anyways, for, through Mark Devine's teaching, I, I learned about warrior breathing and conscious connected breathing. And I'll never forget, Traver, I was crying and I didn't know why. And I'm like, what is this relief that I feel? Mm. And a couple of years later, I did Mark Devine's 20X event, which is an overnight crucible. It's a 14-hour Navy SEAL workout where you're being sprayed with water and thrown dirt at and screamed at. And you do Murph like yeah. in, at three in the morning. <laughs> and I, I, I use my breathwork techniques there. And it wasn't until I got into my relationship with ayahuasca where I really found that there was so much healing in breath. And actually, I didn't need ayahuasca ever again, and I don't need any plant medicine ever again. The only thing I need is my breath. And wow. so that was like basically seven years that I compressed into a few minutes there. That's beautiful. Let's, let's tease a little bit of it apart. For people who are new to the podcast or new to this idea, can you share how you would define regulating your nervous system? What That's does that mean to the dude in Indiana? We just found my podcast and is like, oh, these two dudes are handsome. I'll listen in. And he has no background in therapy or coaching or, or anything. Yeah. So 
emotional. Everybody knows what, let me go to this place first. Everybody knows what it feels like to be dysregulated, right? <laughs> when you're dysregulated, you're feeling anger in your solar plexus, your belly, your throat, your heart. You don't feel centered. You don't have homeostasis. You are quick to anger. You're feeling depressed. You're feeling anxious. You're feeling all of these feelings, but they're, but they're really directing you down to, to an energy and motion that is stuck. So emotional regulation is when you can identify the stuck energy in you and in a healthy way, allow that energy to move. Mm. A lot of people think emotional regulation is about like, you know, even data talks about this, be the oak, you know, be the oak tree and, and hold the space. It's like, yeah, and that ain't always fucking true. Right. Because sometimes men, we feel so dysregulated. We have so much anger. We have so much, we have testosterone, you know, in our balls, we produce a chemical that women don't produce there. Mm -hmm. So we are built in a different way. We're built for a different level of service and a different experience on planet earth. And so everybody knows what it's like to be dysregulated, but what do we do? What do we do, Trevor, when we're completely dysregulated and we're snapping at people, we're eating shitty food, we're watching porn. These are all coping mechanisms. Sure. All of these things are ways that, that. I've done this. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right. We're, we're human beings. Coping yep. strategies are temporary solutions to emotional dysregulation. But when I want sustainable regulation, I have to go to my breath first. There's no other path. There is absolutely no other thing in this world as powerful as continuous and to be such a powerful ally than breath. Once you do breath properly, once you experience breath properly, then you can go to Vipassana to loving kindness meditation, to microdosing, to float tanks, and, and, and on and on and on. Right. But if your breath isn't right, you'll actually probably, <laughs> you'll pull a David Goggins, as right. I say, where you take the unprocessed trauma and wounding in yourself and you run marathons for 15 years and write books and talk about stay hard, you pussy. Mm -hmm. That's not integrated. That's not being emotionally regulated. That's a coping strategy to deal with trauma that's that's not processed. So that's the other side of the coin. Yep. Regulation looks like you and I breathing, you and I being centered, and you and I allowing that to move. Sometimes emotional regulation means you go and hit a workout, you go outside and scream, you go into the cold tank, you go underwater until you feel like your hands are on fire. Those are positive coping strategies as well. And we all we all need to cope at times, but but sustainable coping strategies are ones that are based around moving the energy rather than pushing the energy down. Beautiful. Really appreciate that. And would love to have David Goggins on at some point and just say, Hey man, when was the last time you cried? I don't know if he's ever cried. Just curious. Ever cried? Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe when he was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be an interesting, uh, interesting interview. That'd be a perfect question. That would be like the bomb drop podcast question for Goggins. Hey, Goggins, when's the last time you cried? And be like, no, 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 no. We come back. I, I want you to answer the question. Not yeah. Blah, 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 blah. yeah, yeah. And God oh bless gosh. him and all his his accomplishments. Not not taking yeah. any of those. There, there's a point and a time for guys like that. There is. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. men, you know, like Schwarzenegger said this, um, and I'm not a fan of Schwarzenegger anymore with his views on what happened with the COVID theater and all that, sure. but. He said something really powerful in Terminator. He said, anger is more powerful than despair. Mm. And temporarily, that's true. For sure. If you reference David Hawkins' work, you know, the emotional frequency scale? Yeah. Right at 250 is courage. But you know what's before courage? Anger. 
Yeah. You know, it's before anger, despair, right? Apathy. So I get it. I get why God yeah. exists. He's a necessary character for some people. Sure, and it's it's fuel, but it's like that. It burns real hot, and and yeah. like you said, it's unsustainable. Otherwise, yeah. you got to figure out shit to be mad about for the rest. You're also not going to be motivated, <laughs> <laughs> right? That's so true. That's so true. Hey, folks, hope you're loving this episode of the Uncivilized Podcast. I know I love this conversation. Listen, if you are a man or if you know a man, I want you to come join us at the Uncivilized Men's Initiation in March in Austin. This is five hard days of men's work, equine therapy, the wild, waking up the wild in men, getting men to feel their hearts. I have so many guys that have walked into this workshop as one man and walked out completely transformed. If you're interested, please go to manuncivilized.com forward slash initiation dash TX or email me traver at manuncivilized.com with any questions that you may have. Join us for the men's initiation. All right, back, back to the episode. All right, so you, you, you did the 20X. Yeah, you did all of that. Yeah. What was the next step in your process? Like, did you then say, like, okay, well, obviously something happened to you. You were affected. But that's different than like, hey, I know how to work out and I'm going to make working out my mission. I'm going to teach it. I'm going to develop my own lane for it. I'm going to yeah. come up with my own process. Can you walk us through a bit of how you went from you know, unbeatable mind to, Hey, I'm now going to teach this stuff. I'm going to, I'm going to create with it. Mm. Yeah. I had to go through my own closet. I had to go through my own multiple dark nights of the soul. I had to combine the aspects of science and spirit in myself where I wasn't just hardcore woo woo and bypassing, mm -hmm. but I wasn't just angry and wounded. Mm -hmm. I had to find as Lao Tzu talks about, I had to find my middle way, dude. Yeah. I had to find my middle way. And, you know, for many of us, depending on the, I'll speak for myself, depending on the, the trauma that I had was the path that is longer or shorter for me to get back to the middle, for me to live in the middle way. And so for me, I had to go through an incredibly arduous, long process that took, you know, a, a titrated approach over many years to actually bury my father. Mm. And he's still alive, but sure. I had to go to this place and it actually happened this year. It was my second round of vision quest. I went for a 10 day vision quest with Tim Corcoran and Mark Tolufson in, um, in the desert by Santa Barbara. Mm -hmm. And, um, the year before I had started to really feel my anger and resentment, um, towards the fact that my father's made no effort to see my son or be in our lives. Or, you know, I've been with, with Carrie for three years. He's never made any effort to, to hang out or just to be part. Right. And I think about, you know, really what, what forgiveness is. You asked me, what did I have to do to integrate these tools from unbeatable mind and to create the breathe program and to host the podcast and do everything that I do Yeah. in, in order for me to be able to do that and, and be at the level of service I am, there has to be a continuous clean out mm -hmm. of resentment, of anger yeah. and of attachments that yeah. fuck me up. And when I say fuck me up, I mean, they steal my energy. They steal my chi. They, mm -hmm. I allow resentments and angers and, and different aspects of darkness to control me. And mm -hmm. so one of the biggest ones that was like, it was almost like popping a balloon, Traver. I like pop this resentment balloon on that quest. And I'll, I'll never forget this. It was like day number three on the quest of fasting. And for people that don't know, I'll just go really quickly. It's a 10 day process. 
three days of ego stripping. You go out with um, 10 or 12 other people, two guides that were trained in the Native American tradition for the quest. And then for four days, you only get water. That's it. No food, no technology, no flashlight, mm. no knife, nothing to protect you. Wild animals fucking everywhere, like shit crawling in the bushes at night. You just have to be okay. You just have to be okay with everything. And what happens is when, when you strip away all the distractions of, of modernity in the modern world, you start to really be able to connect your head, your heart, and your ego and like mm-hmm. really put them in there. And, and that's when this thing came online that I was sharing with you about this, this kaleidoscope, you know, this, this connection to like, okay, how do I listen to the intuition of soul, mm-hmm. of heart, and of mind connecting those three? And that led to me that led to me letting go of my father and like, you know, saying, Hey, you know what? Thank you for my life. Thank you for all the things you've done for me. You know, a lot of the sacrifices you made and, you know, I, I'm sending you love and I'm burying you Mm. because the way that this relationship has been treated by you is not okay. And there's a bright line boundary here, but here's the key, Traver, and I'll stop after this. I buried him with kindness. I buried him with kindness. It wasn't a fuck you. It wasn't a, I hate you. It was, wow, thank you for the realization that you gave me that sometimes in life we don't get what we want Mm -hmm. at all, even if it means a mother or father. Mm -hmm. And when I buried him, it was like this huge crying process, like death and rebirth process. And when I came back to the group, one of the guides, Mark, he said something so powerful. He looked at me and he, he had tears in his eyes. And he said, what if your father not being in your life was the greatest gift he could ever give to you. And I mean, it makes me feel emotion right now, just sharing it with you. Of course. What if, what if a parent's self-awareness is to the degree that they know that their presence in your life will hurt you so much that they love you so much that they choose to not be in your life. Yeah. That's a whole different spin, brother. It's a reality that I, it's a reality that I see in front of me and that I feel in my heart mm. and that I know is coming from soul because that's the only thing that's ever made fucking sense, right? Mm. Like why else, why else would a parent bring a life into the world and then remove themselves from that life? Yeah. Why else? Especially with all the work that I do in the world and what I represent and, you know, maybe in, maybe in universe's ironic trick that that was actually why I do what I do. Cause I was, mm-hmm. I was born into the contrast that I was born into. For sure. But that's a really big answer to your question of how do I do what I do? I do that. Yeah. I go, I go that deep because if I don't, then it chokes off my life force energy and right. then I'm not able to do what I do. Right. Thank you for that. Just the honesty and the, the true vulnerability of it. That's, that's monumental work, Josh. Like it's just personally, not, I don't, I don't care how many things you sell, but just monumental work as a man who's going to raise a child, who's going to walk in the world, who's going to have a, a female partner. That is monumental work. So Thanks, thank man. you for that. Yeah. Yes. Shit ain't easy though. It ain't. No, no, no. Everybody listening, like, oh, it sounds great. <laughs> no, this is, this is blood, sweat, and emotional and, and, and everything. So tell me then, how did you know when you had something in your hands that you wanted to share? Was there a moment where like, wait a minute, I, I'm sure you could, I know you could go a number of different directions and stay in service. 
I can get guys in shape. I can get guys to eat different. I can promote ayahuasca. I can promote plant medicine. I have all of these modalities in my hands. I want this one. And this is the one that I'm choosing or has chosen me. Yeah, I choose honesty. That's, that's all that I have to really give. Mm. And, and when I say that, I don't mean, I'm not trying to reductionize that sentence. There sure. is a lot of marketing out there and there's a lot of men that say, yes, brother, I am being honest with you or quote, this is my favorite, dude. This is my truth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like, the reason that triggers me is because I know that I'm not perfect sure. when I speak my truth. Yeah. Sometimes speaking your truth is actually the worst thing you could ever do. Like, especially with your woman, do not <laughs> radically speak your truth. That's not, that's not how you dance with a woman. No, and, no, and even no. in men's groups, do not radically give a man feedback out of the structure of men's work. Don't do that. Sure. But that's, we're not here to coach in men's groups. We're not here to coach and project our shit onto other men. And we're definitely not here to coach and project our shit onto our women. And so your question was, when did I know that I wrapped my hands around something that I really wanted to share? I think I've always been wrapping my hands around the truth. Mm -hmm. And then when that truth turns into a lie, I fucking let it go. Mm -hmm. I, 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 so for a while it was wellness technology. Then I let it go for a while. It was fitness. Then mm -hmm. I let it go for a while. It was like going to the depths of my feminine energy. And then like that was too far to the mm -hmm. feminine. Then I let it go. And so all of this, like, sifting and sorting and sanding is bringing me back to the center where I can sit here today without any fucking nervous tension with you and just be honest to a guy that I'm just connecting with about what's really going to be a service to other men. And it's fucking honesty. It's the honesty of whatever I've accumulated. But here's the last thing I'll say. Honesty, true honesty is where you're speaking from what is integrated, not from what you know. For so sure. if I've, if I've integrated, and this goes back to the soul, the heart and the head analogy that I provide, yeah. this is really what I, it, in my work, I call it the emotional intelligence squared or the EI2 process and, and the alignment of those things, there's a specific process there, but you know, what's at the end of that alignment, Traver is I'm being honest with what I've integrated with, with what's actually in me. And I'm speaking that into the world instead of being a victim of my mind where I've got a ton of books and I've gone to the workshops and I've heard a hundred of the, of the podcast with Traver, like, but I haven't integrated it, but right. depending on your level of verbal acuity, you right. could fool people and you could share with people, oh, I know all these things, but they ain't fucking integrated. Right. Integration is what we're all wanting. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's especially speaking to men, especially now with the social media ability to take I'll take a soundbite from Alex Ramosi, yeah. soundbite from David Data, soundbite from Goggins, and here's my message, guys. And 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 thank you for calling out the, my truth because nothing makes me want to put people in the nose more than. <laughs> well, here's my truth. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. <laughs> Actually, my truth is that your truth is totally fucking reprehensible. <laughs> That's my truth. My truth is that you shared your truth at the exact wrong time. That's my <laughs> <Yeah>. truth. <laughs> Josh, can you tell people just a little bit more like nuts and bolts about your, your breathwork pr program? And again, yeah. if I go back to the dude in Indiana, who's like, I'm breathing right now. What, what, what is this? What is breathwork? Can you just tease yes. that out a little bit for people? So we, I've been doing it the whole time. We've been all breathing together on this podcast, right? 
So what, and it's cool because your podcast is the uncivilized podcast. Yeah. yeah. So we don't need civilization. We don't need all of these extra biohacks and crazy shit. We actually don't need any of that to regulate our nervous system. All we need is this, and I'm going to demonstrate it. And, and I want everybody to, that's watching us on YouTube, watch my shoulders when I breathe. So I'm going to do a full circular breath. So my shoulders stayed down. Yeah. They didn't rise at all. Yeah. I breathe. I breathe like a bellow. I breathe like an animal because we're animals. So I breathed horizontally, not vertically. And I have to credit my, my mentor. Um, she wrote a book that was so profound and, um, it was the best book I've ever read. Actually, I'm breathing. It was with Dan Brule was one of my mentors. And then, um, Dr. Valisa Branich was mm. the woman who I can credit the vertical and the horizontal. Well, and is so, it what's that? B E L. Uh, Dr. Belisa, Belisa Vranich. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, my, yes. One of my public speaking mentors has worked with her a whole bunch too. Okay, great. Yeah. So I learned that from her, like what we breathe like animals. Yeah. We breathe, we breathe horizontally. We don't breathe yeah. vertically. Mm. And anyways, the reason I'm sharing that is because I just demonstrated what a true breath feels and looks like. Mm. Breath work is the controlled respiration that regulates our nervous system. And it does it through this branch of the autonomic nervous system called the parasympathetic. Now you can also do breath work to activate sympathetic, but primarily like 90% of the time, most people are doing breath work. They're practicing breath work because they want to shift over to rest and digest. And yeah. I'll, I'll give you like 30 seconds of science here. The science honestly ain't that important in my view. What's most important is the posture and the technique. Mm. That's, that's the most important thing. But scientifically what's going on when you and I do conscious connected breathing, either it's box breathing or circular breathing. What we're doing is we're pressing physically and also energetically on the cord that runs up our spine and innervates into the enteric nervous system called the vagus nerve. And the vagus nerve is hardwired to our amygdala. It is, it is think of it like a hard wire on a car. It is something where when you push on a brake, your brake lights come on. I mean, it's that fast. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with breathing. When you start pushing on that pedal mm. of breath, Every single time I, every single time I do that, my diaphragm is constricting and relaxing. My organs are traveling. I am physically pushing on the nerve endings of that vagus nerve. So it's more than just, oh, woo woo spiritual. I mean, it is, it's definitely spiritual, Yeah. but it's, but it's very scientific. So that's 30 seconds of what's going on gotcha. um, with breath work. I mean, there's a spiritual side to it too. Yeah. So when you're, your method, is it. Is it that for 15 minutes? Is it that for 20? Is it, can you just walk us through some of the particulars for a guy yes. interested and curious? Sure. And I'll say, we, we do breath work at, at men's workshops and other workshops as well. So people who might've had experience with it, pranayama, one, one of the more, I don't, I don't even know if the right term is standardized. Is mm -hmm. there a difference in the way that, that you bring it out? I would say the difference with my program and people can go check it out right now. It's breathwork.io. It's the breathe breath and wellness program. It's a three week journey. It's 40 different uh, videos and eight different modules. We also integrate a lot of technology in there too, with binaural beads and isochronic tones and different release practices and a lot of holding a lot of breath hold retentions. Nice. But at, at the core of your question, like what's different, what's different about me is that first of all, it's me, it's my life experience. It's the way that I teach. It's yeah. the way that I give out the information. And also what's different about me is I'm not claiming it to be something that I created. 
Mm. I'm claiming the, the breathe breath and wellness program to be something that I've learned and integrated from other masters. Mm. And so if people wanted to do what I've done, they'd have to go spend 150 K plus travel to Thailand, sit there for 30 days, do breath work with Niraj from Soma, right. go to Costa Rica, go to Sedona. I mean, I've, I've traveled the world and I've done this since 2017. And so this is coming through because it's something that's helped me tremendously. Mm. I mean, it's like, it's actually, it's tattooed on my arm. And what that means in Italian is if I can breathe, I can choose. Ooh. So if I have breath in my system and I'm breathing in the way that God intended us to breathe. Yeah. And by the way, God, God for me is not a bearded dude in the sky. Yeah. There's something else, but the way we're God intended us to breathe, then I can make a conscious choice to connect with you. I can regulate myself properly mm. when I'm <sighs> so the, the form we can talk about formats and I do have some different approaches for breathing, but what's different about breathe and, and breathwork.io is that it's my journey with stress, anxiety, depression, and it's my simplistic way of unpacking what's the practical sense of breath work for mm. men, for women, for people across the world, where we don't have to go float on a mountain with a white cape right. and use all this crazy language. Like how do we get breath into people's bodies now mm. in a practical way? Oh, I love it. When I was 22, my first job out of high school, out of college was at a health food store. This is like pre whole foods. Like these were private little tiny things where people could come yeah. in and get gluten-free bread. And this guy comes in, I don't remember how the conversation started, but I remember this is 24 years ago, Josh. He says, you know, there's no such thing as a bad situation. There's only bad breathing. And then he like paid for his power bar and walked out. And even at 22, where I was like as dumb as a stone, I was like, wait a minute, I should probably hold on to that and remember it. So yeah. I, I love the, I love the tattoo. I, I love the, the sentiment behind it. And it feels- I love like that you remembered that. 24 years ago, man. That's so good. See, Not real wild. wisdom is timeless. Real wisdom is timeless. You remember that shit 50 years from now. There's no such thing as a bad situation, just bad breathing. I mean, I've used that in self-defense. I've used it when I fought MMA. I used I've it- never heard that. That's so good. clients and patients. Yeah, it's, 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 it's so a, good. It's a, a mic drop. Yeah. Uh, talk to me, if you would, about the after effect. Like people, they, they take your program, they're starting to play with breath, they're getting involved in this. Like what happens to them transformationally? Well, at, at the deepest core, we feel peace. We'll just pause there because sometimes for men, it's like challenging for us to pause. Well, sometimes for women too, but it's like peace. We're all looking for peace. And just leave that for one second. Let's let people who are like, but what about seven figures, abs, and a supermodel? Like, if, the, if you think those are going to bring you peace, find them yeah. and then share with me the peace that you found. Talk to people who've done it. Uh, yeah, just look at Hollywood for some example. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, we all pray to the money dragon, but then eventually you realize that the money dragon isn't actually a dragon. It's mm. just a limiting belief that we have inside of ourselves because of a fucked up view that we got from our parents about money. That's mm -hmm. real. That's really it. I mean, that's maybe a whole separate podcast. Part <laughs> <laughs> <But, Or> two. <laughs> at, the at the core of it, like, what are we all wanting? What do we get from breathing? We get the conscious inhale, the conscious exhale. Mm -hmm. And at the end of that exhale, there's this little spot, especially if you've done a longer journey. And there's, and there's three different ways that people can breathe that I'll unpack. When you do conscious connected breathing, 
there's a piece that emanates that you just simply cannot get from anything else unless you drink it or ingest a pill or take some substance, right? That's it. That's, that's really what people get. So I, I tell people, you know, the program is about clearing your stress with your breath. That's yeah. what the program's about. And so once you know how to do that, then you can be, I can be here in the studio. I, I can be on a mountain with you. I can be with my woman arguing. And if I know how to pull that lever and I know how to do it, then I can, I can stay present. I don't run my defense strategies and leave, you know, that that's really what this is about. And so just like anything, the more you do it, the better it, it serves you. Mm. So you're serving yourself by breathing, but it's actually serving you back mm -hmm. because, um, because of this fact. Coot Blackson, I don't know if you know this guy, he's a mm -hmm. speaker. He was on the podcast like three years ago and he said something kind of like your dude in the health store. He goes, Josh, right now, do you realize you're breathing? And I said, yeah. And he goes, great. Do you realize that something else is breathing you? And I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And yeah, what, yeah. He, what he meant was you, your body breathes itself. You don't always think about your breathing. It's an autonomic response. It's an autonomic servant. Sure. But it's the only thing you can't digest your food faster. You can't make your skin temperature rise. You can't make your body work in a different way just because you will it to. No, it doesn't work like that. Right. You, you could sit and practice LOA at the beach, but if you're leading a life that's unhealthy, all your LOA isn't going to matter. Right. So what he meant by that is, wow, God, nature, whatever created us is breathing us because we, we don't always focus on our breath. Mm. But it's also in a paradox, it's the only lever that you and I can pull where we can actually breathe ourselves as well. It's the only thing that exists. There's nothing else like it in the world. Wow. And so that's really what people get is peace. The way that they get there is by this conscious respiration. Mm -hmm. And lastly, what I'll share is, is the three phases. So in phase one, we're just sitting, we're breathing, we're being proactive. We're, we're doing seven minute practices, maybe 15 minute practices. Then the next one is actually acute stress breathing. So this is when, you know, like if you and I were speaking on a stage, and there's a thousand people in the audience, I might sit back there and I'd have to do an acute breath practice right away. So I might do an alternate nostril breathing or a breath of fire or a box breath. And then there's the third phase, which most people think that breath work is, but that's just one phase of breath work. And that is catharsis breathing. Mm. That's the holotropic breathing where we're, <sighs> you know, and I don't recommend people do that alone. I think people right. need to do that with a facilitator. So yeah. those are the three ways that people breathe. All of those are in the program, except Ooh. for if you want to breathe catharsis with me, you actually have to sign up and do a session with me inside of the program. Yeah. Awesome. For safety reasons. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. This is, it's such powerful stuff. I've seen, I remember a guy coming out of one of our workshops at, at the, and we did breath work, a, prep, a holotropic at it. And so yeah. like, Hey, you know, who got something out of this? And he was like, you know, nothing really happened for me. Um, I did see God for the first time, but like, other than that, you know, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah. like you, you want your money back, huh? Josh, oh for, for people who are interested in learning more about you, learning more about your programs, taking your programs, diving into this work, where can they find you? Where are you hanging out? Where can people chat with you? All right. Well, the first thing is this was so much fun. And I've actually said stuff here and felt stuff here that I haven't before, which was really cool. So thank you for that space. You're welcome. If you guys, if you guys want to get involved, just go to breathwork.io. And when it has the bar for the coupon code, just put in uncivilized and you get 25% off. Beautiful. It's already cheaper than taking your lady out for dinner anyways. 
but you'll get like the ultimate hookup. So just put in code uncivilized at breathwork.io. It's 25% off. That's the best place to start, honestly, because in that program, you're really going to see how fucking honest I am about things, first of all. And also the honesty you'll see from other people that are in the program that are commenting and sharing. And there's some testimonials there you can check out. And in the best other place would be to come over to the podcast. It's the Wellness Wisdom Podcast. And you can just go to joshtrent.com forward slash podcast for that. Awesome. And guys, we'll have all that in the show notes. Please check out his programs, check out his podcast. Josh, I appreciate you to no end. Uh, you, you've been, as you, I'm sure you know, as an interviewer, sometimes these are tough. And you've yeah. uh, been an absolute pleasure. And I, I love wrapping with you. And I'd love to have you back on sometime, brother. Likewise, dude. This was really, really cool. And thank you for the work that you're doing in the world. There's so many guys that I know. Like right away, I knew within the first few minutes, I was like, okay, he's a pretty honest dude. And I, I looked at your website real quick before we went on and I thought, all right, well, whenever somebody shows up with a certain type of energy, you can feel it. Mm-hmm. So there's so many charlatans. There's so many guys that are great at marketing and putting themselves out in the world, but they're, they're not integrated. So thank you for the coaching and, and what you're doing to get people uncivilized. My pleasure, brother. I look forward yeah. to chatting with you again soon. Cheers. Likewise. This is Trevor Bohm signing off on another episode of the Uncivilized Podcast. If you enjoyed this, please give us a share, give us a five-star rating on iTunes, and if you're interested in getting a hold of my book, Man Uncivilized, whether you're a man or a woman, please go to www.manuncivilized.com forward slash the book and get reading.